Welcome to Season 3 of The Successful Strategist, a podcast on strategy, management, and governance dedicated to helping you address the most important questions any organization can ask. I'm Mitchell Muncy, a consultant who has co-founded or led five startups, for-profit and non-profit, spanning the media, public policy, and higher education. In these practical five-minute episodes, I cut through jargon and myth to offer you the same advice I give my clients. Good morning. This is the eighth episode in a series on threats to good strategy. Last time, I suggested that trying to be the best, or on the other hand, focusing on whether you're good, both undermine strategy. Organizations should instead strive to be unique. When strategies fail, executives and consultants usually blame poor execution. But a brilliant strategy doesn't fail because of poor execution. Poor execution reveals a poor strategy. One of the critical elements that poor strategies typically leave out is how to communicate the strategy clearly to employees in word and practice. Research leaves no doubt that executives vastly overestimate how much others in the organization share their understanding of what they should be doing and why. Although it may be tempting to think you don't have this problem, you should presume you do until you have evidence to the contrary. And that's why today I'll cover three reasons your colleagues may be confused about your strategy. The first is that you don't, in fact, have a strategy to communicate. A CEO was seeking help from a consultant. Our overall strategy is set, he insisted, but my employees need alignment. The strategy called for an astonishing 20% annual growth, but its main points were vague. That the company would be the firm of choice in its field. That it would delight customers with unique and creative solutions. And that it would establish a culture of commitment. Trying to get the CEO to be more specific, the consultant asked, This plan is very aggressive. What has to happen for it to be realized? The CEO replied, As a football player, I learned that winning, most of all, requires the drive to succeed. We are going to keep pushing until we get there. The CEO wasn't any clearer in answering follow-up questions. He didn't realize that he was having alignment problems because he hadn't given his employees anything to align with. A second source of confusion is a lack of clarity about what choices your colleagues are responsible for making. The reason it's impossible to separate strategy and execution is that there's no practical way to separate those who make decisions from those who take actions. There's no one in your organization, from the CEO to the most junior person, who doesn't have to make decisions every day that will affect the success of the organization. Organizations need what Roger Martin calls choice chartering. You must make the decisions you are most capable of making, explain your reasoning to your colleagues, clearly identify the decisions they need to make, describe the connection between those decisions and your decisions, and assist as necessary in helping your colleagues make their decisions. 
You might say this is simply good management, and you'd be right. But it's shocking how seldom employees believe they've received adequate explanations and assistance. In my experience, managers rarely show this depth of commitment to their direct reports, sometimes even dismissing it as babysitting. A third source of confusion is a lack of management practices and systems that genuinely reinforce your strategy. There's no such thing as generically good management. If you manage your organization in the same way similar organizations are managed, your employees won't understand, or they won't believe, that your organization is distinctive. And if you don't allocate funds, make decisions, gather information, and measure performance differently than similar organizations, you should wonder about your distinctiveness as well. My question for today is, does your organization's strategy define its key terms, choices, activities, and performance measurement clearly? Or do your executives demand that employees figure out the so-called details on their own? Any good strategy takes time to implement. Michael Porter has suggested that it can be three years before you begin to see the full fruits of a new strategy, during which consistency is critical. Next time, we'll discuss the importance of patience. Most people learn about podcasts from friends and colleagues. If this episode was helpful, please take 30 seconds right now to recommend The Successful Strategist to one other person. And be sure you haven't missed any of the previous episodes. If you'd like to receive my twice-monthly newsletter, which includes show notes and a summary of important ideas about strategy, management, or governance, sign up at thesuccessfulstrategist.com. I'm glad we could invest this time together. Remember, being a successful strategist doesn't require specialized training or unique insight, just a commitment to asking the right questions. The Successful Strategist is a production of Prospera LLC, a consulting firm providing strategy development, nonprofit due diligence, crisis management, and interim executive management to mission driven organizations and philanthropists. Learn more at prosperallc.com. This is Mitchell Muncie. Talk to you next time.